Well, I'm happy to welcome you as we gather as the Christ Journey family for a very special Sunday at Christ Journey right here in Coral Gables, Miami, Florida. I know that we've got people joining us across the nation, around the world, uh, through our church online and all of our social media platforms, so we greet you. If you're a guest with us for the very first time at any of our campuses, Kendall Campus, Gables Campus, or joining us through church online, then we welcome you for this very special day. And you might also know that today is a day of challenge uh, right here in, uh, well, the United States of America. It's Super Bowl Sunday, and that game is being played right here in Miami. But we are not unaware that there are many challenges being faced right now, and not only around our world, but right here in our nation. And I felt so prompted this week to begin our time together today with a word from God when he wrote to a nation of his design in crisis. And he said this, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. I'm praying that this would be a day of healing for you, for you individually, for you in your family, in your work, especially for our nations, this nation. May it please God to hear our prayers as we invite his intervention to bring us to a place of forgiveness and peace. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And now. I am very excited to ask you to join me as we welcome Don McNeil, retired cornerback for the Miami Dolphins, to the platform. Would you do that? <laughs> See if we can get him out here. Hey, Ben. All right. Yes. Thanks, man. No, that's where it's supposed to be. Yeah, a little bit farther. Come a little bit farther. Thank you, Julio. You are a thing of beauty, my, my friend. <laughs> and I'm so thankful that you're here to join us today. And, um, and I, did, I did jot down a few questions that I thought I would ask you about. But you know the one that may be on everybody's mind, that we ought to get off the top right yes, here. Okay. There happens to be a little game being played today. Oh, yeah, and I'm game wondering game. if you have yeah, a. Super Bowl if, if you I have played a, in Super Bowl 17 and Super Bowl 19. You played in the Super great Bowl. Sure did. So it's a, it's a, a tiny big, a tiny game today, you know. So, so, so you I know, know. I don't know who's going to win it. Well, that's what I'm going to ask you, though. What, who, what's your prediction? I, I, I'm not going to say. I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to keep it to myself because I got friends on both teams, so, you know, I don't know. I really don't know. So, uh, uh, a wise, wise man. But I have to say, in case some of my, you know, I have a, we are a house divided. I have family that live in San Francisco, <laughs> and my mother and brother live in Kansas City. So uh, uh, we're going to be having a little bit of a challenge yeah, this afternoon yeah. trying to. Well, my family is, too. I got family that love Kansas City, uh -huh. and a lot of people love the California team, too. Yeah. So I. I, I'm, uh, I guess I'm biased. I, okay, I'm going to tell you. 
I like Kansas City. I'm yes, cool. yes. We get it. We're, we're going to watch Mahomes show up. That's yes, what we're uh, going to do it And the team, yeah. The brother can play some quarterback. He really can. Okay. He and all, all the, the Niner fans, you know, this is your day to offer forgiveness to us. It's so, <laughs> so like we already talked about. Um, oh. Well, you know, uh, people may not realize that you're, 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 you didn't start out aiming at football. No, I In didn't. fact, when you were in high school, your father even told you no. No. So my, tell us how that happened. How did you get started? My father told me, uh, well, my PE coach saw me in the PE class. He said, Don, won't you come on out and play football? I said, man, you know, I can't play. He said, why? I said, my dad is not going to let me play. Because I, 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 I grew up on a farm. I had to plow a mule every day. I didn't have a, have a sophisticated farm like plows and all that. I had to plow a mule every day. And where was that? Where did you grow up? I was in Atmore, Alabama. No, a little town called McCullough, Alabama. McCullough, Alabama. Right near Mobile, Alabama. Yeah. That's where it was. So my father, I said, Dad, can I play football? He said, no, you can't. But the coach didn't give up. My coach said, Don, go home and ask your dad. And uh, if, my dad say, if, my, if my dad says yes, I'll play. I'll play. So I went home and asked my dad. I said, Dad, can I play football? He said, son, no. You got too many things to do. You see, I'm the type of person that, you know, when my dad said no, he meant no. He was just like E.F. Hutton, you know? Everybody listen? When my father said no, he meant no. So I didn't ask my father. But my coach was very persistent. He said, Don, go home and ask your dad. So I went on and asked my dad again. I said, Dad, can I play football? He said, no. And see, I didn't ask him anymore. Well, my coach was very persistent. He said, Don, ask your dad, can you play? I said, okay, I'll ask my dad. So I asked my dad, and my dad said no again. But later on that night, my dad came to my bedside. He said, son, you know what? You can play football if you want to, but I don't think anything will ever happen. You can play. But I, I started playing football my second year, uh, when I went to my, my sophomore year in, in high school. And I had a great time. I, you guys should have saw me the first day of playing football. I put my helmet on. But see, I put my helmet on backwards. <sighs> my knee pads and thigh pads was... They were wrong, the wrong way. I didn't know how to put that stuff on. I went out there and started hitting people, and my ears just started hurting and started ringing. You know what I found out? I didn't have any ear pads in my helmet. They were killing me. And I said, Coach, I don't like this game. I said, Coach, my ears are hurting me, are killing me. He said, Don, what? let me see your helmet. He said, Don McNeil, you know what? You are so dumb. <laughs> you are so green. You're supposed to put ear pads on your helmet. And see, I didn't know that. And I was a dumb football player for one day. Then I put ear pads in my helmet. And my career as a football player went up. We went on that particular year. And we won the state championship. My first nice. year ever playing football. I had a great time. State championship. State championship. 
And then somewhere along the way, that got a certain university's attention. Sure did. Uh, I mean, my, my, my two years of high school football had a great time. Uh, uh, in high school, I had a great time. And then my uh, senior year, I had an opportunity. I mean, Coach Brad Bryant was looking at me. Wait a minute. A Hold coach. that thought. Coach Bear Bryant was looking at me. Okay, go ahead. He was looking at me, <laughs> and uh, he sent some people down to check me out this particular night. And that particular night, I had a great time in high school. I took a football and ran it all the way to the other end. Made a, I think I made two touchdowns that particular night. And Coach Bear Bryant said, I got to have this kid. And, and uh, Coach Bear Bryant offered me a scholarship. I went to the University of Alabama. I had a great time. All that stuff was in the past Look now. Look at that. Look at that <laughs> handsome yeah. man up there. Yeah. Had a great time. Great. And uh, it, it was great. Had a great time. Had an opportunity, like I said, won, won two national championships. Had a great time. And Coach Bell Bryant, and Coach, I mean, Coach Bell Bryant was great. I mean, because of, I had a good uh, high school uh, background, I was able to go to uh, the University of Alabama and have some success. And they scholarshiped you. Shoot, a major scholarship, major scholarship. But the reason why I had a, a scholarship, we have any uh, uh, elementary teachers in the, in the, in the, in the uh, audience. My elementary teacher taught me this. She said, Don McNeil, and she told me this each and every day. Don McNeil, when your work has just begun, never leave it until it's done. Do your work, great or small, do it well or not at all. My third grade teacher told me that, and that helped me to be a better football player in college and sent me on to be a, a great uh, professional football player also. So I had a great time. So that might be a good place for us to run yes, a little bit of a reel. I think it was from Alabama. Let's check this out. Okay. Alabama's had only one first down in this half, so the Penn State defense continues to play very, very well. The offense started to come alive. Second down and goal to go from the six. Buchanan on a roll to the right. Puts it up. It is good. Fitzky. And he is knocked out of bounds at the one-yard line. And I want to tell you something, folks. There was one whale of a defensive play by Alabama's Don McNeil because Fitzky has momentum and McNeil just won't let him come in. Number 46, Fitzky is playing right out. Watch Neal, who is playing the deep man, come up and make the play. He's not even covering. Fitzky, number 28, makes a sensational play to prevent the touchdown. So <laughs> uh, you looks like you're still feeling that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a great opportunity to make us play. See, I know this kid. Scott Fisky, and I uh, had an opportunity to make a tackle there, and, and I was just making the play. My coaches, my, everybody said, oh, how did you make the play like that? Hey, guys, I don't know. I was just playing football. What had happened, the guy that caught the football, the guy that was covering him, he fell down. Aye. And all the things I was doing, I was just playing football. I had an opportunity to go and make the tackle, made the tackle, and uh, we won the national championship because of that play. Look at that. And uh, that's because of, that's because yeah. of. Well, yeah. but as it turns out, a professional team was watching. Right. And so because of your career at 
Alabama, mm -hmm. then what happened next? Coach Bell Bryant. I mean, not Coach Bell Bryant, but Coach Don Shula. Oh, Coach Don Shula, right? Yeah. Coach Don Shula, he, 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 he called me. I remember Coach Shula calling me, Don, she's coming come to Miami and play here and, and, and star here. And God, I went to the, went to the, I went to out Miami, had a great time there and had an opportunity mm -hmm. to do a lot of great thing, things there at the, uh, uh, for Miami, had a great time. Yeah, and you started in Miami what year? Started in Miami in 1980, 1980, had a great time. Seemed like a long time ago, huh? Yeah. Ago? Uh, yeah, had an opportunity to play there for, for, for 10 seasons and had a great ten time. 10 seasons. Two Super Bowls. and Two Super two Bowls, Super Bowls. yeah. Super Bowl so 17, the first one was? Super Bowl 17 and Super Bowl 19. And I try to forget Super Bowl 17, but you guys don't want me to forget that. <laughs> I, 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 I was supposed to make a tackle on John Riggins. You might see this. And John Riggins came to the line, and I couldn't hold him. And uh, yeah. he went for the winning touchdown. And, uh, you know, that's what happened. Yeah. When, when we were first visiting, I thought, yeah. you know, what if there was anything you want us to know about football, it, what would it be? And, and he talked about two things. He said, well, the highlights were highlights, and then they're the not-so-highlights. Mm -hmm. And that's the one that you, uh, yeah, you, want, that you remembered high, from that. that. I made that tackle on, on John Riggins. I mean, I made that tackle on Scott Fisky. A highlight. Very high. Mm. But then life is going to also do you some low things in life, a low life. Mm. John Riggins was a low life for mine. And you know what? If I didn't know my Savior, Jesus Christ, I would have been low. Yeah. I would have been low. But because of, because of that play, had the opportunity to go and tell a lot of people about my relationship with Jesus Christ. Because, see, I made a mistake. Yeah. I failed. And that's going to happen, guys. But you know what? I got up, brushed myself off, faced the consequences. And you know what? God was there for me. Because, you know, I made a mistake. I, I didn't make the play. I didn't make the play. And telling you, you guys and girls, you're not, you're not going to always make the play. You know that. Yeah. But because of my relationship with Jesus Christ, he helped me through those dark times of my life. And I'm so glad he did that. But it's because of him, not because of me. Because of him. That's what it's all about. Well, life is full of highs and lows. Yes, and so is. we happen to, you know, when you play on TV, we, mm -hmm. uh, we happen to find a couple of reels of uh, maybe some highlights. Let's, oh, yes. let's see if we got a highlight reel from the Dolphin days that we can play. Nice.
But I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, doesn't the Bible say thou shalt not steal? <laughs> you like. Yes, he did that. But you know what? He forgave me. He did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but you know, we rejoice with those that rejoice, but we also weep with those that weep. You know what other real we found? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Here you go. Here we go. There's the snap and the ribbon's good. Oh, he's got the first down. Hey, that that was, was Riggins. That was John And that Riggins. was the missed tackle. John Riggins that missed the tackle. And John Riggins went for the winning touchdown. And guys, think about that. And that was in what game? That was in Super Bowl 17. Super Bowl 17. And I missed the play, guys. Seriously, I missed the play. And I didn't, I, I didn't want to miss the play, but I did. But you know what? God took care of me at that particular time. Mm. I could have went and did some things that night that I shouldn't have did, shouldn't have done. I could have went and drunk with some alcohol and did some things that I shouldn't have done, but I couldn't. You know why I couldn't? Why? I couldn't because I had a relationship with Jesus Christ already. Mm. And I had to mm. be what he wanted me to be. Now, you know what? That's going to happen in life. Hey, you're going you to make a mistake. You're going to lose some time, but that's okay. But he makes a difference in my life. And I'm so glad I was there to stand up for him that night because mm. I had to face the fact because, see, things are going to happen in your life. So what you going to do? What you going to do? Mm. You got to face the fact that life is not going to do what you think he's going to do. But you know what? I have a, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He helped me through that tough time, and I'm so glad he, I was there because he helped me, and it's not because of me, it's because of him. I, when we were first visiting, you were talking about, man, you just felt like you let the coach down, you let your team down. It was like, it was a down time. But in that, you heard God say, now what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Because I thought I was letting the team down, let my family down. Because, mm. see, I have 10 sisters and brothers. You guys don't know that. And I said, man, I'm letting them down. But, you know, my family... I can't let them down because they're behind me anyway. But you know what? You're gonna, you're gonna, what you gonna do? Yeah. Sometimes you're gonna let. Sometimes you're not gonna make that play. Sometimes you're not gonna do the right thing or do the thing that you're supposed to do in life. Hey, but you know what? Because I had a relationship with Jesus, and really, that's why I made it because of my relationship with Him, and that's that's the, that's 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 why. I think but, you kept on playing pro ball for a while. Yep. But that was like a turning point mm-hmm. in, hey, what does God want me to be about? Right. What did God and so you want to tell us about how you made a step toward ministry yeah. out of that? What did God want? I, I, I didn't know, but you know what? This, this, this uh, a pastor at a church, he asked me, he said, Don, won't you come on and, and just help me minister to people in the community and New Testament Baptist Church? And I did that. I went there and had a great time there ministering to kids all over the, all over the country. And I, as I was there, I had another guy come to me, and this, uh, this, this was another ministry, a uh, sports world ministry. I had the opportunity to speak to people all over the country. And I had a great time there to tell people about my relationship with Jesus Christ. Tell kids, they don't have to do drugs or 
alcohol, mm -hmm. anything like that. I'm telling them it's about Christ. Christ alone. You can be successful. So if somebody were here today, was checking us out online, find themselves in a very low place right now, mm -hmm. how would you encourage them to listen for what God might have next for them as a, as a pastor, as a minister now yeah. from that side of the equation? Because those, those, things, those things are going to happen to you. You just keep living. If you keep living, those things are going to happen to you. And you know what? You can make it. Because, see, I know. Because I made it. Professional football player. Gets, I missed the tackle in the, one of the biggest games of the life. Mm. Super Bowl 17. I missed that play. Think about that. People telling me, Don McNeil, you ain't going to make it. Don McNeil, you let us down. Don McNeil, you ain't about nothing. But you know what? I'm so glad I didn't listen to those people. I'm so glad I had some people in my corner. My family was in my corner. Mm. My ten sisters and brother was in my corner. But the, I had Jesus Christ in my corner. And that, that's what it was all about. Because, see, without him, I'm nothing. But with him, I'm already successful. Now, we also talked about, yeah, amen. We also talked about what it was like being a dolphin after the perfect season. Because not every season is a perfect one. Not every and you, you said, you know, that was looming over your entire, entire professional uh, career, career and over your team. How did, you, how did you guys as a team live in the shadow of a perfect season? Mm -hmm. uh, can you imagine a perfect season? You're supposed to be perfect. You're supposed to do everything right. But you know what? I never did because I know who I am, and I'm not perfect. But you know what? I'm so glad I found that Jesus paid the price for me. He laid down his life for me. He died for me, and he rose for me. And I'm so glad he did because without Jesus Christ in my life, I cannot do anything, really. I'm a failure. I'm nothing. But see, with Jesus Christ in my life, I was able to do, do it all because of him. Mm. And uh, he gave me so much. He gave me a family, my, mm -hmm. my, 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 my wife and daughter. I got 10 sisters and brothers, and they are so grateful for me. I think one of my sisters might be here today. All right. But it was great. Those people helped me to make it in life. But it was because of my relationship with Jesus Christ. That's why I'm sitting here today. Amen. That's why I can make it today. That's why I can tell you, hey, it's about him. I know people are going to say, no, it's about him. It ain't about nothing else. I, I'm successful because of he helped me be successful. Successful. See, the devil is a lie, and the truth is not in him. It's about Christ. That lives in me. That's what it's all about. And I know God gave you another gift along the way. His name was Rhonda. Yeah, he did. Wow. He, he blessed and me with a lovely girl. She is so. And you, you proposed marriage to her. And how it, long have you, did she? What did she say? Yes or? Uh, yeah, she said yes. Yeah. How long has that she been? She said yes to me. Yeah. Beautiful. Look at this. <laughs> Rhonda McNeil. 
Now, I know we didn't ask about this, but how did that proposal happen? How did that go? You're going to laugh. <laughs> I had come out here for a visit because I lived in Los Angeles, California. I never lived here until two days after the wedding is when I moved here. So we had like a long distance romance. I had come out here one time to visit him. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> I came to visit him and flew back home. He let me fly all the way back home and then he calls me on the phone. He says, you know what? We should get married so you can stay out here. Why didn't he do that when I was standing there right in front of him? You you know, the nice proposal on the knee, that kind of thing. No, that didn't happen. It was a telephone. <laughs> Amen, brother. But we did it. We did it. That was in March of that year. And he said he wanted me to be here for training camp. Before training camp, that was in July. So we planned this big wedding from March to July. <laughs> Get it done. We got it done. You know what? I've never met another man who proposed over the phone, but I did that too <laughs> with Lisa. Hi. I, I asked her, you know, there's only one thing more audacious than proposing over the phone. It's accepting. Over the phone. <laughs> over the phone. So you guys probably belong together. You know yeah. what I mean? My mom was even like, are you sure? Did you hear that right? <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, um, I know one of the, the battles that you have fought in life didn't end with the Dolphins, and now mm -hmm. obviously you're presenting today. This uh, multiple sclerosis entered the picture along the way, and I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about how are you engaging that one, mm -hmm. that fight. MS, multiple sclerosis, and I can remember that day that I was at church, and I was in, wasn't in church, but I, I was running. That's why I was running. I forget. Mm -hmm. it. I was running. I fall down. So I get up. I'm running again. And I fall down. I said, dang, what's going on with me? Mm. And I'm running again. Then I fell down and I said, I better go to the doctor. So I went to the doctor. The guy well, was named, well, what you, was you, his name? You're jumping, it, you're jumping ahead. Hmm? Now you're jumping ahead. She would know. This, this, took, this process took about a year. Don was the type of person, even though he's out of football, he still worked out. He would run like on an average of three or four days a week. We're talking July at noon. Mm. You guys know what July at noon is like. I couldn't even walk outside at July and, at noon. <laughs> but he would go outside and he'd run. And I remember that one day he came back home and he says, it was like 20 minutes later, he says, I'm, I'm just tired. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna run tomorrow. Mm. I said, okay, you don't think anything about it. So the next day comes around, he goes out again, he runs. He came back home maybe 15, 20 minutes later. He goes, man, I'm, I'm just tired. Mm. So still, we didn't think anything about it. But as the year went on, we started seeing different things, not realizing that it was something serious. He, the dizzy spells, trying to walk down the hall, all of a sudden, he's holding on to the wall. Hi. You know, he couldn't yeah. tolerate the heat anymore. So it was little things like that. Yeah. Once the diagnosis was clear, then what was happening inside your spirit, inside your attitude? Uh, how do you fight this? How do you do this together? Yeah. Uh, I said, man, uh, why me? 
please don't. Why me? I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything that I can do. I married my wife, and she, we've been great together, and we had a little girl there. We, we were having a great time. God, why me? Why? I said, why not you? Why not you? <laughs> why not you, you know? And uh, God just helped me to help me through that. Uh-huh. And I go to EMS right now. But you know what I call EMS, Pastor? What's that? I call EMS my Savior. Because, see, I can't handle it. I cannot. But he can he helps me each and every day. And I'm praying that God is going to heal me from MS. I think that, I know that he's going to do that for me one day. But you know what? If it don't happen to me, it's okay. I know him. Mm. I can handle anything in life because of him. But you didn't tell him your advantages of having MS. You know what he says to us? What? Like when we pull up <laughs> at a place and there's no parking. Look, there's a handicap. <laughs> <laughs> we get to park right he here. Goes, if you didn't have me, we couldn't park there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they couldn't. You couldn't. That's true. Sometimes, <laughs> that's right. Sometimes he'll pray for a parking space for us and we'll get one right in the front. If I'm by myself, I'm praying, Lord, please let me find one. I never find one. But if he's with me, you I got find one. <laughs> well, you've said that you have 10 siblings, six sisters. I have six sisters, and I have four other brothers. Four brothers. Uh -huh. Your dad is a farmer in My Alabama. My dad was a farmer, sharecropper in Atmore. He's dead and gone now. Yeah. But, uh, but he... You lost your mother early. I lost my mother early in life. I lost her when I was about uh, six, seven years old, and I lost her. Yeah. Uh, she was forty. She was forty years old when she passed away, and uh, it was tough. You and know? all those children. All those children. Can you imagine? Did your dad ever remarry? My dad never did remarry. She did. You know what? Dad was the man. What people call. People say, the man? Now, my father was the man. He was the bomb. Yeah. My dad made a way for us when there was no way. Mm. And I, I grew up on a farm plowing a mule all my life, pastor. Mm. And it was tough for me. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Seriously, it was because of God that helped me through this. Well, you and said I, one of the things that... Uh, that your dad always made sure happened on Sundays was... We go to church. Got your family to church. It got my family to church. And I can remember my dad said, Don, Don, tell me, Don, let's go to church. Dad, I don't want to go. You going today? <laughs> because I said so. My dad wasn't mean. Well, I thought he was mean, but you know what? He wasn't mean enough. Well, my dad really was stern and he helped me be the man that I am today. I love my father. I really love Mr. Henry McNeil. He was a great person, and he did so much for me. You know what, Pastor? Yeah. I'm going to tell you how serious he was about church. And everybody had to be on time. He's got six sisters. And <laughs> one time, one of his sisters told me, she says, I was running behind. My dad said, that's all right. 
get, get your dress, let's go. She had to go get in the car, she had a slip on, she had her dress in her hand. <laughs> she was going to church and she was gonna be on time. <laughs> That's pretty serious. <laughs> That's serious. <laughs> but because of that, you met Christ as a young man. Yes, I met, I met, met Christ when I was about uh, uh, 11 years old. I gave my life to Christ. Yeah. Uh, but it, but it, you know how you go. People say you need to accept Christ, and I accept the Christ over here and accept the Christ over there. When I got to uh, uh, University of Alabama, this guy by the name of Stedman Sheila, I'll never forget Stedman Sheila. And uh, he set me down. He said, Don, you know what? You don't have to keep on accepting Christ in your life. Mm. Just do it one time. And Don, it's, it's okay because God knows about it. So I guess I accepted Christ that night. No more. Mm. I found out that you can just accept Christ one time. And God is with you wherever you go. And that's what it's all about. Jesus if somebody Christ. was is listening in now here on this campus, Kendall campus, or online, one of our social media outlets, and is as repeatedly sought God, mm -hmm. but hasn't settled it yet, what would you say would help them find what you found that day? Uh, you know, a light might go on, but a light may not go on in your life. It's a fact. That Jesus Christ died for you on the cross. He died for you. And you know what? Jesus Christ said in his word, and he said in, uh, 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 I can't think of the verse, but he said that he loved you tremendously. And he wanted to, he wanted to come into your life. He wanted to be your savior. Mm -hmm. And all you got to do is just say the prayer of Jesus Christ, come into your life. And save me. And he'll do that if you want, if you really mean that because God loved you tremendously. Amen. Said in his word. Now say somebody's here, they were close to God, maybe they got away, but they heard you were coming today mm -hmm. and thought, man, I'll go listen to Super Bowl, I'll go listen to somebody talk about football. <laughs> but now they've thought, well, wait a minute, I got problems, <laughs> I've been low. How do I come back to God? Though he never left me, how do I get back to him? What would you tell them? Hey, you made mistakes in your life. That's okay. You've blown it. That's okay. God really wants to forgive you. And he'll do that because he loves you. He cares so much about you. No matter what you've done in your life, you might say, oh, I can't go because I've been so, such a bad young man. Uh, I, I had an abortion. I had this and I, I done that. It don't matter. Jesus Christ loves you no matter what. Amen. And all you've got to do is just give your life to him. So, Lord, come into my life. And he'll come into your life and he'll save you. And what do you remind me all the time when I get a little frustrated sometimes? He always tells me, did you pray about it? You need to pray. Mm. And when every time he tells me that, I look at him like, I know about prayer. What are you telling me? But you know what? When I do it, I notice my spirit calms down, and I get through whatever it is I'm getting through. Amen. He reminds me of that all the time. Amen. Well, the verse that you said has become your life verse. It is. Is a promise from Jesus that when we pray, 
We seek first the kingdom of God and all and of his all righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. That's my verse. Seek him first. You got to seek him first. Not second, not third. Put him first. Mm -hmm. If you seek him, you can find Jesus Christ. And that's what life is all about. Well, thank you so much. Could we thank Don and Rhonda for being with us today? Man. Awesome, my friend. Thank you so much. Would you bow with me for prayer? Perhaps today, one of those two prayers is one that you know it's your turn to pray. Jesus, come into my life. Forgive my sins. I'm turning from my way to learn to go your way and open my heart to you for forgiveness. Come into my life. Or maybe it's your day to come home to God. You would say, I was close to the Lord, but I got off point, I got off track. And yet today, I know, I can't go and take another step without walking with Him. It just hasn't been, hasn't been right, hasn't been full. Joy has not been present in the way it used to be. So maybe this is a prayer for you today. Father, thank you that you love me, that you desire to forgive me and to restore me to your family, to my future. So I want to seek you first, once again, right now, and trust you to add all other things to me. So, Lord, I'm coming home. Forgive me, fill me, now lead me as I make my prayer in your name. Now, if you prayed that first prayer with me and would let me ask God's blessing upon your next steps of faith, I'm going to ask you, wherever you're joining us online, there's a place to say, I got my hand up, Kendall Campus, Gables Campus. You just slip your hand up for a moment. You'll give me a moment to, uh, to ask God's blessing to find you. Lord Jesus, for every person who by uplifted hand is signifying an open heart, and taking a fresh step forward with you, we pray that they would sense your presence with them and even in the lowest points, find you lifting them up for the future that you have ahead of them as we make our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.